Welcome back to The Brink. That was the most exciting introduction <laughs> I've ever done in the history. So welcome back forget. to The Brink. You must be like, hi everyone, welcome to The Brink. Woo, it's The Brink. It's my the head brink. and I can't remember I didn't anything. hit her head. She's she's lying. Um, welcome back true. to I'm The Brink. That's Mallory. She's um, having a soup apparently. Um, you hit me. I didn't hit you. <laughs> I would never hit you unless you were really annoying. Um, He's touching me with his feet, or at least he was a second ago. Um, Hello, welcome back to everybody's favourite podcast. Stop tickling my feet. (laughs) Behave yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. Say hello. Hello. How are you today? I'm good, except my head really hurts because you hit me. What did I hit you with? A microphone. I I passed her the microphone. (laughs) Did not pass it to me. He threw it at me. I threw it in the receipt. My head. Threw it near her, about a meter away from her head, and somehow it hit her in the head. I don't know. Um, We've got another action-packed show with plenty to talk about. Um, But I want to talk to you about something. Actually, before we talk about something, shout out to your mother. Hello, Mallory's mother. Because this is the part, I I still don't feel comfortable calling her Veronica. I feel like (laughs) I've met her once. I feel like I need to be respectful. Um, That she tuned in last week. Which and got bored and turned it off. She, she turned it off within like three seconds. Now, now, Mrs. Veronica, you need to, like, if you don't like sports, skip forward about five minutes or maybe about 20 minutes because I think then Nick and I talk about sport. But, like, just don't give up, all right? Not, <laughs> this is support you need to show for your future son-in-law, all right? Hopefully that's me. Now, um, otherwise then your other future son-in-law might do a better radio show and then you probably just listen to that better. But um, this is, I want to ask your daughter about the Soccer World Cup because you need to understand that she is excited as hell for this, aren't you? Because you're involved in competitive games, which if I've learned anything from this girl that don't ever do competitive games with her because <laughs> she is an absolute terrible loser. I'm like, also le- a terrible winner. Uh, well, like, I haven't seen you win yet because you never hey, beat me in anything. But I'm going to throw this microphone back at you. Are you excited for your World Cup predicting right now in your fantasy? Um, I'm currently in second in one of them, which is pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Which is not first, but I'm not first either, so True. I can't brag. But um, and do, how much do you know about these things that you're predicting? Not a lot. So, what did you base your decisions on then? Life. Life. So, when you look at Costa Rica <laughs> playing Serbia, what life experiences guessed. bring you to? Oh well, when I was in Costa Rica, um, you just guess. But have you been watching the games alongside? No. These predictions. <laughs> <laughs> so what? I mean, this is this is gambling, isn't it? You could just like literally go to a a, a tote or a. A you bet or whatever they're called this week and essentially walk in there and go, I want to put $30 on horse number three. Oh, why do you want to put that? Because I don't know, because I want to win. Is that just your yes. logic? Yep. Yes. Yes. Yep. I want to establish the fact that when we're playing Lemmings and that Let's not talk about she's, win- she's, she's, she's never winning. When I'm winning, she gets so sulky and angry when I... <laughs> beat her, and I, I kind of get scared sometimes, because I honestly feel you're going to like get a controller and insert it somewhere. So, where did you learn this uh, willingness not to lose properly from? My mother. Your mother. <laughs> probably not listening anymore. Um, what is it about losing that makes you angry? 
Losing makes me sad. I why? like to win. Do you like to win? So why are you with me then? Uh, <laughs> I can understand that this isn't... I don't know how to answer that question. Well, you'd like to stop playing with my feet. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your prediction to win the World Cup? Have we done that already? The whole thing, like... The right answer is Germany. Well, after last night, who knows? But Brazil. Well, after last night, who knows? Argentina. After the two nights ago, who uh, knows? <laughs> I'm running out of You really are I running know. out of ones. Just go with Germany and hope that they do better in their next game. But uh, you love soccer, don't you? You absolutely love it. So much. It's your favourite sport in the world. Yeah. Why are you playing with my feet? Because they're near my hand. Well, I mean, if I put a live scorpion near your hand, would you play with it? I said it stand on my hand. I've held a scorpion before. What about a live spider? I've also held a live spider before. Were you drunk? (laughs) Were you drunk? No? No. Okay, you're really annoying my feet right now. They're they're incredible. Ben is ticklish. So are you. That's true. (laughs) Behind the knee. Who is ticklish behind the knee? How do you even discover that? Do you just sit there and go, I'm going to tickle every part of my body. Oh, what's my... Ah, behind the knee. Like, I mean, like, how do you discover that? My brother. Your brother. Who, he did that. my father. He experimented. No, they tickled, torture me. They tickled, so I can and do I that then too. a small child. You still are a small child, aren't you? No, she's really giving me weird looks. I don't know. Anyway, we've got some fun things to get to today. I'm really excited for the quizzes we're going to do today. So I think we're going to end this bit, go to another bit, and then come back and do a quiz bit because you're annoying <laughs> my feet. Leave me alone. <laughs> we're back for the favourite segment of every week on the brink. It's where we talk to a New Zealander about, well, currently soccer. It's Nick Chester and Nick is with us online. Hello, Nick. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, hello. It's uh, it's nice to be back. Have you got the official stats that say it's the the favourite episode, a uh, favourite part of the the episode? Uh, I mean, if I had listeners, I would have some stats. But um, you know, uh, I think somebody told me that it was once, and that was you. So that just you're the only one who ever say that is the best segment. So you're kind of in a small. Um, Minority there, but anyway, I actually, um... <laughs> it, I actually do remember when we were, you know, with the uh, with our, our our sister show, the the Oz Network, is that we we got this message one day, and it was like, "Are you going to cover?" I think it was like Game of Thrones, and we were like, "No." Nah. I think I'm, I, you know, I messaged them back and said, "No, probably not." Um, you know, and I think it, you know, I was like, "And this is Nick, and I'm not really a fan of the show anyway." And this person, it was, I'm pretty sure it was a guy. It was like, "Oh, that's a shame," and but at least it was Nick who 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 wrote back to me because you're the best looking. <laughs> One and I never, I never actually uh, gave, said something to you and Colin about that. That uh, I, you know, I got the pass mark there. Well, you know, it happens once in your life, so take it. Um, <laughs> I got a message once, actually, kind of on that vein. That um, it was end of last year, and it was, I think, it was back when you know I had all these people who had added me on Facebook. Um, you know, Survivor Oz fans, that sort of stuff. You know, I'd just get the message. I'd get an ad. Somebody adds me. Hey, hey, do I know you? Hey, no, but I love Survivor Oz. So, oh, cool. Inflate my ego. I'll accept you as a friend. So then what randomly I get this message from this person and it's just like, hey, just wanted to let you know you look really attractive with your beard. Not that you weren't attractive beforehand, but I just thought I'd let you know. And it's a guy. So like, I'm flattered, but I'm just like, I don't know how to respond to that. So thanks, mate. Um, so I don't know who that person was. Anyway, um. Oh, well. We're going to talk about some World Cup, and we'll just quickly establish the fact that when we're recording this, uh, we are recording this on early Sunday evening, so uh, if you're listening to this on Monday night when the show episode is hopefully released, it might be later, I don't know, uh, that some matches that have happened when you're listening to this haven't happened, so I'm just going to establish that fact right now. But after, what, two days of competition, 
how how are you liking this World Cup? Because we've had uh, a few interesting results. We've got a goal fest, really. No game has gone without at least a, a goal scored. So, uh, I mean, how are you enjoying it? Well, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's been a pretty exciting World Cup so far. I don't think anybody could be complaining. Um, well, I suppose if your team didn't win, you might be complaining. But generally speaking, I think it's uh, it's been a, a fun tournament so far. There's been a lot of goals. I um, got up early. It was 6 o'clock. It started uh, New Zealand time, which was the uh, Spain versus Portugal game. And that was certainly worth the uh, the early rise because it was an amazing game of football. Um, yeah, just from start to finish, it was just like a masterclass, really. And yeah, just everything you could have wanted as well. That there was, you know, kind of goalkeeping errors and penalties, and yeah, fantastic stuff. Um, the uh, Australia France game was a bit of a different type of game to watch, but no less interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a few Australian fans who are not very happy with that game because they probably deserve more than what they got from it. Um, really strange goal that won it. Um, so those are the two games I've actually watched live. I've obviously seen quite a few of the highlights and stuff as well. So um, it, it feels pretty open. At the moment and obviously we're going to get two of the favorites playing um kind of overnight new zealand time so um it's always fun once you get through that first round to kind of evaluate how everybody's doing it's it's an interesting feeling i think in australia at the moment because i think a lot of people don't know how to feel because i think i mean i always had this feeling that we were going to do better than people give us credit for i think people kind of went into this thing like oh france is going to thrash you you'll lose and you know you won't do well but you know i think that was the feeling four years ago when we had an even more difficult group and i think we put up a pretty good fight in most of those games. Um, you know, we showed it last year in the Confederations Cup too. You know, it's, we may not win, but we at least put effort out there. But uh, I think for the most part, I mean, the first half was, I think most people can say, very poorly officiated. Um, and then it kind of got into its groove in the second half. I was confused about the penalty that, not so much the penalty, because I think it was a penalty to France, but it was more of a case of with this VAR rule that you can wait so long until you can challenge. Like, obviously, they had to wait until the ball stopped and went out of play. But, I mean, to me, it's kind of like in tennis. If you want to contend a call, you kind of have to stop immediately. So I don't get why after they're like, hey, hey, it's a penalty, hey, it's a penalty, I think the French should just stop immediately and say, hey, we want to challenge that rather than play on. Because if they then kicked a goal... Can they then challenge the previous call and then get another goal? I don't. Do you understand how that rule works? Yeah, I guess it's one of those things where it's really about, um, you know, the, and, and, you know, the technology in football is obviously, you know, light years behind rugby or league. Uh, you know, I don't know about um, AFL, but I assume there's a lot of technology used in that as well. And um, you know, a football's always been that thing about it kind of remo- removes the purity of it and you know stops the flow of the game. And there's one. I mean, I'm a football fanatic you know i love football and um compared to basically any other sport because it's quite free-flowing it doesn't have a million stops like rugby does and um you know so i think uh, i can see from their perspective is they don't want to slow the game down by having challenges all the time but uh, yeah it was a little bit confusing because it's not something we see all that often i guess the more you you kind of encounter it in football you'll get used to it so that was a little bit strange but ultimately i agree with you the kind of right decision came out of it so um yeah not, not something to that I've um, dwelled on too much, I suppose. And, you know, like, no no Kiwi's going to dwell on um, on an, an Aussie team losing. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, not a good day for Australian sport, but I'm not rubbing that in because New Zealand aren't even at the World Cup, so we, we won't go down that track. Well, well, I think for the most part, though, we're, we're fairly proud of how they did because, you know, we kept them, as you said, it was a freakish goal that won it. Um, but, 
you know, I think for the most part, we feel that we might not necessarily should have won the game, but we should have come out of it with a point. And I think that's kind of what our coach has said. Like, look, we deserve at least a point from that game, which I think is fair enough. But, um, you know, France are always a difficult, difficult side to really kind of get a vibe from, I feel, because I feel like they're just hit and miss. You know, every second World Cup they do well, every second World Cup they choke. So this is kind of their time to choke. Um, but I mean, Denmark obviously came away with a two nothing, uh, victory, sorry, a one nothing victory. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how we fare against our last two games. You've talked a little bit about that, of course, previously with New Zealand's experience against Peru. So, uh, I, I think though, with our, our performance last night, I think that most Australians are, are confident that we should match up okay against the Danes and Peru. Yeah, well, I'm hoping you don't because I've got ten dollars on Denmark getting out of the group. So, um, <laughs> if, Den- if Denmark beat Aussie, then um, job done, and I've got fifty bucks in my in my wallet. So, um, if you could do me a solid and just throw that game Aussie, that would be really nice. But uh, yeah, no, I, I do think that that Aussie will probably go into that next game pretty confident because um, they did play very very well. They kind of just you know they they shut. Um, France down really and just didn't give them any opportunities but I think they're probably going to have to push forward and try and you know make a few shots at goal if they actually want to win the game and you know, at that point I, I never felt Aussie were pushing to try and win the game they were yeah, trying to just contain France and, and and that's fine like when you're playing one of the, the world's you know heavyweights is that that makes a lot of sense but they're going to have to change the game plan for Denmark if they want to actually go out and win the game. Which was frustrating, I think, in the closing moments when France took the lead because, to me, it then seemed like France were the team that went behind because they were then still pushing to score, whereas we weren't. And why we didn't put on Tim Cahill is beyond me. Like, I know the guy's 38, but, I mean, this is a guy who's proven to come on and score goals and... Yeah, anyway, but uh, we've still got the two games to go. Uh, I I mean, it's been a, a World Cup so far of sort of late goals, really. I uh, saw the... I was watching the Russia-Saudi Arabia opener. I think I made it to about the 65th minute mark or the 70th minute mark. I'm like, oh, yep, okay, Russia, uh, you know, 2-0 up. This is pretty good. Uh, went to bed, woke up the next morning and saw they won bloody 5-0. I'm like, what the fuck happened there? <laughs> like, that just kind of happened. Uh, watching the Uruguay-Egypt game, uh, you know, some great goalkeeping in that game and uh, Uruguay getting the goal dead, you know, right at the end there. And then obviously the Morocco-Iran game uh, coming from an own goal uh, basically in the final seconds, uh, which was interestingly the first time an Asian team has won at the World Cup since 2010, since Japan, uh, which, you know, obviously bodes well for us in some aspects because Australia's we're technically Asian now. So, uh, I mean, you, you mentioned that uh, kind of you obviously can't watch all of these games, I think. Um, but, uh, you know, do you, do you get up? Do you put the highlights on or anything uh, to kind of catch up on them? Because, you know, that's kind of what I've done with some of the ones that I haven't stayed up to watch. Yeah, well, I mean, I was kind of planning because we've got, you know, um, our pay TV over here is called Sky TV, same as in England, and um, they've got all the games live. I don't have Sky, but um, they have a free-to-air channel which they put on, which is called Prime, Um, and there's, you know, I think about 20 games that have been put on um, throughout the whole World Cup on Prime um, and I, I thought that would be enough for me but after that Spain-Portugal game I looked into what my other options might be and um, Sky TV actually do a, um, a, a deal where basically you can get um, their sports channels on your phone for kind of like $15 a month and I thought, oh, you know, I'm not overly keen on watching football on my phone for a month but it will do so um, I've now got that and that's how I watched the uh, the France-Australia game last night was just uh, sitting sitting there watching on my phone so um, not ideal but um, it, you know it, it worked it did the job. 
I I enjoyed the Argentina Iceland game because I have a real soft spot for Iceland and I do not like Lionel Messi, so um, I kind of enjoyed the fact that Iceland came away with a one-all draw, uh, which again I, I guess really isn't that much of a surprise because we know what they did at Euro 2016. But the fun thing that I'm finding uh, living where we are at the moment is that uh, I've uh, suckered Mallory into doing some fantasy, which she has no idea what she's doing and anything. And same with the tipping. Um, yes, she's beating me at the moment. She's saying in the background, but um, it's kind of fun. Do you do you do things like the uh, the predicting tipping things or the or the fantasy either as well? Well, I will say I'm probably the only person in the world who's uh, not enthralled by Iceland. I'm kind of over them. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think it's just a bit too gimmicky for me um, with all the bloody clapping and carrying on. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not going to piss on anybody's parade. So um, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, uh, good on them, I guess. But um, yeah, I mean, um, we've got a thing going at work which I've been organising. So um, that's kind of where I've been sticking to, apart from um, a few bets here and there. But uh, yeah, I mean, we all kind of had to pick the teams we thought would get out of the pools and kind of. Um, have a bit of a guess on how many how many goals we think would be scored throughout the whole tournament. So, 2014 had 171, I think, which was like huge compared to normally it's about 150, you know. And so, be interesting to see if if this one is um, kind of up there with with four years ago, whether it kind of goes back to what the the usual average is. So that's kind of how I'm participating. Really, is kind of stuff at work. We've got a bit of a multicultural workplace in terms of somebody from Germany, somebody from Japan, somebody from from um, from Belgium, so you know we've kind of got all, a lot of it, um, the nationalities represented at the workplace. So um, somebody somebody from Holland who is not very happy about the whole thing because <laughs> his team didn't even make it. So yeah, it's uh, and that's been quite fun. Any Australians? No, there's no Australians in my workplace. Wow, racist! Come on, why aren't yeah, you? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the Australians. I um, I'm actually sitting here wearing my uh, Germany shirt, and I uh, will say, at the time of recording this, we're what like six hours away from Germany versus Mexico. So obviously, by the time people are listening to this, they're either going like, "Oh, Ben, you had nothing to be nervous about," or like, "Oh, wow, I can't believe Mexico won that game." But um, I know we're talking about Germany enough. I just like talking about Germany. Uh, <laughs> how's the German feeling at your work right now? Um, well, she's heavily pregnant and about to leave, so uh, I think she's uh, got other things on her mind. But uh, I think she's she's pretty confident, as you would be. Um, yeah, I mean, it's you, you've got to be feeling pretty good about Germany's chances, I suppose. Um, you know, they've got a really solid team. Um, they've got so much depth, so you know, even if they pick up a couple of injuries, they're well covered. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you're a German, you you probably feel like New Zealanders do when the Rugby World Cup comes around. You know, you. You're pretty confident. You know something could go wrong for sure, but uh, you, you've got to be not worrying too much until you get to kind of quarterfinal, semifinal time, I would think. The one question I'll quickly add, or quickly mention here, not really a question, but just something we'll add before we close it out. Uh, the other World Cup news during the week, 2026 World Cup uh, was decided. It's going to North America, uh, Canada, USA, and Canada. Um, well, Mexico should be the other one there. Canada doesn't get to host it twice, but... Um, <laughs> It's it's an interesting one because you would assume they're spreading it out, but if you actually kind of read a little bit more into the bid, you find out that the US are going to host 60 matches, Canada and Mexico 10 each because they're expanding the World Cup to 48 teams in 2026. I, for one, am excited. I think it's it's great that it's, uh you know, particularly Canada, of course. I've got a invested interest there. But um that means they hopefully will get to qualify for their second ever World Cup. It hasn't been confirmed whether all three countries get automatic hosting, uh, automatic spots. But uh, do you have any thoughts on this bid? Because, I mean, it was only them and Morocco, and I kind of think they've kind of gone with the obvious choice there. 
Yeah, well, I think it's um, it's one of those things where you'd think all three teams will get a slot because, um, you know, this is the first one that's going to be expanded out to, what is it, 40-something teams? It's going to be like a lot of teams, so... Yeah, and it's likely New Zealand will be there because Oceania is getting a, a guaranteed spot. So I'd like to think we would be able to secure that spot and get to that World Cup. So it's going to be a weird kind of um, tournament in terms of you know all the groups are going to only have three teams in them, and you know so it's you know lots of teams will go home having only played two games, which is kind of weird. So the format's a bit kind of yeah funky and not entirely to my liking. But um, it's one of those ones where you kind of think, shit, I you know I could I could maybe get to that one, you know. Like a, uh, no offence to Russia or Qatar, but they're not high on my list of destinations I want to go and watch football. But, you know, Canada, Mexico, United States is definitely somewhere where you would consider it. There's going to be, you know, good infrastructure, um, you know, good stadiums, um, plus lots of things you can do while you're there. So it feels like it's a, it's a real winner. Yeah, and uh, hopefully I will be over there already when it's uh, on. So, uh I'm excited. It's going to be good. Uh, anything else? What's anything in New Zealand that happened? Do you guys were having some floods or something? Did I see during the week, or was I making that up? Oh, you know that was down on the in the Hawkes Bay on the east coast. Um, yeah, I mean, there's always there's always some natural disaster going on in our country. That's that's nothing new. It's uh, you know which which one is is the weekly one, I guess. So yeah, a few few floods out there, but uh, I, I think everybody's doing just fine. That's good. Any anything exciting? Has Jacinda had a baby yet? No, I think we're all on baby watch. So she's, I think she's officially on maternity leave now. So uh, any day now, that's probably going to happen. So I guess the the country is mildly interested in, in that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it's certainly going to be interesting when it happens. We're going to get lots of uh, media around the world. I guess. I guess the other thing in the news that I read is that we're uh, we're adding a, a tourist fine on. So basically, if you come here from anywhere other than Australia, it's going to cost you twenty five bucks now to get in the country. Um, oh. And uh, yeah, but Australian uh, Australia is. Um, exempt from that, you guys get them for free. So uh, yeah, it's um, you know we look we're looking after you. So you know, make sure you look after us. Go, go us. Uh, is that kind of like a, an electronic visa? Because I know America and Canada have both implemented that. That you don't need a visa, but you kind of got to pay an Esther or whatever it is. So is that kind of? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure how it works. I think we've kind of had something like this and we've just kind of up, upped how much it is. So I, I think it actually just gets kind of automatically added on to your, you know, your, the cost of your flight, I think. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Unless I, you're I, an Australian, yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's my understanding. Anyway, I don't really know. I but I just saw it the other day. It kind of made the, you know, the Guardian. It was on there, so it was obviously a big enough story that they decided to to chuck it on there. Thirty five. Like I said, with the rate set between twenty five and thirty five dollars, Australians and people from most Pacific Island countries will be exempt. Ah, I can't bag out New Zealand now. You saved me thirty five dollars. Thanks, New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Mallory. You'll have to pay thirty five dollars. Um, thank you, Nick. As always, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yes, the pleasure is all mine. We had so much on the show last week, we didn't even have time to be able to play this section. And flashback some more exciting moments. Back in 2011, still, we're getting very much close to uh, wrapping up our best off from 2011, but uh, three for you today, starting off with some classic commentary, this time from the Australian Inline Hockey Championships, which were held in Hobart in 2011. Sam and myself went to the Doan Entertainment Centre, and this is how that played out. This is a penalty shootout we're going to be witnessing here, so uh, it's one-on-one, and uh, look... I'll be absolutely honest with you listeners that uh, we're not 100% familiar here on the rules here but I'm going to 
take a chance and say it's very similar to ice hockey format. Which is five shots each. Uh, yes, I'm pretty sure that's the case now. I'm going to go along with it and say that and is. Here, here we go. Tazzy. Tazzy's got the, got the puck now. Oh, he's going left, right, left, right. Had the shot at the save. South Australia have done it. That is a very big moment there for for South Australia. Number ten for Tassie, who's one of my favourite players. Yep. That's gonna that's gonna hurt him. Out comes the Tassie goalie, who is and the South Australian player now setting up. Star of the match, the Tassie goalie. I would, uh, you know, hasn't done much, but uh, look, I like the look of him. Done very well. And here we go. Crowd are just... South Australian play getting ready. He's got the whistle and he's away. Approaching the goals now. Goalie comes out, has a look in there, takes a shot. It's in! South Australia have done it. South Australia have got got the goal. Taking the lead here. It's 1-0 in the penalty shootout. South Australians are absolutely on their feet at the moment. And uh, that was uh, Brendan Christensen for South Australia taking that shot. And right now for Tasmania, it's uh, Jaden Friswell. And he's got the whistle, and away he goes. He's got the puck now, and he shoots. It's in! And he's got it, he's Frizzle's got it. done it. Goal for Tassie. One all here, and the penalty shootout. Great shot there by Frizzle. I like the look of him. He's, he's, he's played well all match. He's, very, very well. He's kept the team in it. And uh, look, it's the, the tension here at the Doan Entertainment Centre. Look, he can cut it with a knife. It's up to Alex McLean now for Tasmania to, uh, to keep him in it. And here's the South Australia play. He's getting ready. He's just about to approach the puck. Tank of the umpire checking the net there. Look at it go. Here we go, though. Crowd hushes again. South Australia looks given the whistle take now. the lead. Comes up to the... Has a look. Fakes to the right. A little bit. He's oh. missed it completely. He's not happy. Forked by the Tassie goalkeeper. Oh. Beautiful job. And it's back to one all. He did not like the look of that shot there. That was Patrick Wingrove for South Australia. And he's still down. He's not a happy chappy. He's uh, gone to the bench. His teammates give him a few pats in the back there. And uh, here we go. Number 95 for Tasmania. Peter Nugan. And he takes the puck away now. He approaches the goals. Left, he right, shoots. left, right. Has a look. He's got it. He's got it. Oh, he's brilliant. in there. Now look at the look at the crowd. Listen to him go off. Nugan takes the lead for Tassie. Tassie up two one. Pressure back on South Australia now. And I tell you what, they're uh, they're looking nervous. The South Australians. There's a bit of spring in the step of the Tasmanians yeah, now. Come from one nil down, Tassie. They're up two one. Oh, look at this now. The goalie though, he's once again. There's a crowd hushes. The South Australian player is given the whistle. He approaches the goals now. Comes in, has he a shoots. shot. It's, it's, oh, it's oh, gone in! Oh, it's gone in. It's gone in. It's got the save there. He got the glove onto it, did McLean. But unfortunately, it just bounced over the line there. We would look at a replay if we could, but this is radio, so that's not going to work. South Australia level at 2 all. Now, it's uh, pressure back on here to Tasmania, you would have to say, Sam, because, you know, the shooting's been a bit all over the place. Doing well. Two shots to go, we believe. So number eight here for Tasmania. It's Lockie Riley. Crowd cheering him on as Lockie approaches the puck and centre. Skates Take up. He's going left, right, left, right. Has a shot. He it's in the net. He's got it. Fantastic shot there by Lockie. Taps the stick on the on the rink and he looks happy. See, uh, casual. Ref once again places Very it back in the middle. Very cool under pressure. Pressure now back on McLean. It looks pretty relaxed here, though it has to be said as the crowd here goes into a bit of a harsh South Australia. 
Approaches the puck. He takes it away. He's approaching the goals now. He shoots. It's in. Oh, oh, it's in. Tassie. Tassie's taken the lead. Crowd are on their feet here. 3-2 after four shots. Here we go. Final shots here now. A miss here. Oh, sorry, a goal here for Tasmania and it's all over. It is all over here if Tassie can take this in after coming 3-1 down. A miracle on the rink here. This is Bailey Jansen. Number 33. The uh, team manager's son. He takes the way, takes the puck away. He shoots. It's missed. And it's always missed. Oh, that has got to hurt. Chance there to win it for Jansen, but now McLean is the man to do it for Tasmania. He skates behind the goals, moves up to the line. And the crowd now waiting. Will this be victory for Tassie or will we go into sudden death? South Australian player, he's got the whistle. He takes it away. He's approaching the goals. And he shoots. Coming up the line. It's saved. It's in. Saved. Tassie win. Tassie have won. It's all over. It is all over Tassie here at the won. deck. And, uh, oh, it's, it's happened here. Hang on a minute. Oh, we're going to have to redo the shot here. here. They're going to redo the shot. I don't know. I didn't catch that call. He moved off the line too early. Was that the problem there, I Sam? I believe so, Ben. Again, we would look at a replay, but radio doesn't allow us to do that. Infringement. So, uh, Controversy here. Oh, this... I mean, we still can't split these teams. Another shot for South Australia. McLean off the line again. Wouldn't be it then. He's missed anyway. It doesn't matter. Tassie's won. Tassie's won. The result is still... It's all over. And oh, McLean is bounced oh, upon here. It stacks on in the middle of the oh, ring. Oh, look at this. This is Brilliant. This, this is the joy of sport. This is why you come out here to watch this. The under-15s take... Fifth place, I believe, not fourth. Brilliant. So, uh, great result for Tasmania, though, you have to say. 3-1 down in that match, and they've come to take the victory in sportsmanship here. They're shaking each other's hand. Will they shake the South Australians? The Crow Eaters, yes, they get, they get a bit of a shake here. The Crow Eaters, they're very grateful in defeat. And that's just sport, though, Sam. That's just Tasmania for you. Yep. Brilliant game. was absolutely fantastic. That's the under-15s, and uh, we'll be back very shortly with our next match. Yes, um, I think we should be commentators. I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, we also had another segment, I believe this uh, also involves Sam, and I think my mother as well, uh, where we essentially stole another segment from another show. This is how that played out. We're going to try this segment. Uh, we haven't come up with a name for it yet. Basically, we're stolen this from a lot of other people uh, because we're lazy. And uh, how it works is I'm going to give these two a subject to talk about, and each of them has to take it in terms of saying a word to try and keep the conversation flowing. Now, I'll do it the first of three points, wins. And uh, the way you lose, the way you gain a point is your other person uh, pauses for too long that I deem too long. And um, as well as uh, you repeat a word, that's not acceptable. Um, and various other means that I will deem on the spot and uh, might rig this competition to see who I want to win. So make it up as you go. <laughs> Pretty much. Now, uh, for those of you playing at home, this is the sound that uh, will happen when you then I deem you are incorrect. So as soon as you hear that sound, you must stop immediately and we and will continue. And exit the room. Oh, exactly. All right. So we both continue. Are you ready to start? Who's going yep. first? I will say Sam can start off. So he can start saying the first word. And mm-hmm. the topic of conversation right now is doing blockies around Hobart wearing wigs. Ready, Sam? Start us off. I love doing blockies on the street wearing wigs. Black ones. With cancelling that one because you said two words, you only meant to say one word. So that's a point to Sam. 
You gotta say one Perfect. word at a time. You said black ones. That's two words. All right, Sam on one, Kim on zero. Who's Mum, favorite, you are going to start off the topic of conversation. Well, hang on, hang on. Make it a topic. I'm about to get there. Calm down. The topic of conversation is the color of Kim's hair. Go. My hair is a color. <laughs> no! Two paws. All right. He's trying to be polite because I pointed at him. <laughs> One all. Sam, you're going to start off. The topic of conversation is the Geelong Football Club. Go. Geelong is the... Stinky. No. <laughs> too long. Kim on two. Sam on one. This for the win. Kimberly Waterworth for the first ever Brink champion in whatever we decide this is called next week. Sam, you can start us off again. The topic of conversation is me. Ben. Is. A. Hunky. Fella. Spunky. And. S. Sorry. <laughs> oh, but he didn't hear what I said. That's not fair. Well, it doesn't matter. He should have been listening. Sorry. That means, Kim, you are the winner of our first ever segment oh. of this is. That felt flat, didn't it? it could have, sorry could have been a word. Well, it <laughs> didn't. No. Well, in going to the judges, it didn't make sense in the logic of the conversation. Does it have to make sense? Everything on this show has to make sense. You what, should know what, that. What was the last word I said? I have no idea. I wasn't listening. Could have been <laughs> <laughs> Sam could have been saying... I could have said has, and you said, and then Sam said, sorry, that. Look, there is no point arguing about it. You've won. Why are you, dis- why are you disputing a, the decision? It was a tie. And no, it was a victory to you. Congratulations. Sam, how did you feel about that? Was that a good segment? Oh, I felt it was a little bit unfair. <laughs> it was a good segment. Yes. Oh, I played hard, yeah. Look, you know, the boys did the best. Uh, you know, the dying team. Uh, you know, we'll pull in for next week and uh, put in a bit of effort. Yeah, yeah. Is there... Is there any mechanism to appeal the decision of no, the judge? No, there is no international governing body of this sport. Uh, it has been invented within the last five minutes. Uh, sorry, it's stolen it's from other shows. Um, the last five we will come up with a name and a fancy jingle for it, and no doubt it mm. will take all the world by storm. And uh, mm. we will claim credit for it, make lots of money, and become more famous in getting a bomb put around our neck. But that's how things roll. We like to be thieves. And uh, 2011 was the very first year that we had a little segment called The Sledge on the Edge. And this is some highlights from our famous quiz that started back in 2011. We, of course, have declared the 2011 Sledge on the Edge champion, Mr. Tim Melsom, and that makes it the smartest AFL supporter. Comes from Fremantle. There's the, the, the crowd cheering now, too. Tim, you have to be emotional right now. Well, I'm fighting back the tears. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to go to work and concentrate now. No. So just missed a call from the boss. I'm sure it's to give me a day off. Yeah, yeah. You deserve a day off I after so. that. You really do. And you have to, you know, you've got your goodie bag there as we as we gave to you off air. Well, you'll see the photos on Edge very soon. You are. You've got your you've got your trophy, your frame certificate. You've got the best of the brink. You can listen to that in the car on the way to work. <laughs> Excellent. That's day, about two minutes away. Days <laughs> of our pies. Danielle will definitely oh, never forget oh, that one. Uh, you got Brink TV. Brink Unleashed, you've got signatures and everything the like. You've got everything there to keep you entertained all weekend. I will be able to live with this for a long, long time, and that's you, fantastic. You definitely you won't even watch the Dockers game this weekend. You'll be that busy. Well, I might do. You might that do. Is, that is a record for Pav, after all. Yeah, it is. Who do you play this weekend? Adelaide. Adelaide. Is that that's not in Adelaide, is that it? It is in Adelaide. Oh, it's not a happy hunting ground. How do you think you're going to go? I think we'll certainly come in the top two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's a good. That's a good prediction. You know, you could you you got to try and do what your um your enemies the Eagles well, did last the, week. Uh, the waffle has shown that any team coming off a bye usually loses the following week. So I'm hoping mm. that's the case for Adelaide. Have to wait and see. Danielle, you're next to you're next to the El Championo. There, you've finished yep. third, but you've made the final. You've done what 13 other people couldn't do. It's a respectful third. It is a respectful third. <laughs> I mean, going into it, surely you had to know that a St Kilda person would be the the runner up. Oh. oh, as long oh. as I finished higher than Collingwood, I was happy. Well, you did. I, Collingwood <laughs> didn't even make the semis. I know. So I know. you know, are you, are, you, are you disappointed or are you happy to be here? No, I'm happy to be here. I've actually had fun. You have. Mm. That's good. Worth getting up at seven thirty in the morning. Oh, I don't know if I'd stretch that far. No, I, no. I was here at seven thirty. I was up earlier than that. Oh, you were. Yeah. Right, okay, then. And Adam, you're uh, you're Devo, aren't you? Look, I'm. It's fair to say I'm gutted, mm. shattered. Um, I'm going to train the house down during the winter. Yep. Um, I'm going to have a big pre-season. It was a game of four quarters, two halves. Mm. Um, the best man won on the day. Yep. Uh, going to take it one week at a time. Yep. Um, what other cliches? Yeah, I'm just trying to think of some others. <laughs> um, yeah, and look, no yeah, absolutely. Well, we, we we next year we can all welcome you back. We don't know what format we're going to do for the sledge next year. You know, this year it's been AFL supporters, but next year we don't know. So, I might be back. Who I do you go from the NRL? Um, <laughs> nobody. Just just choose a team. Um, uh, Parramatta. Cool, Tim. Yeah. Who do you go for? Clearly a Titans fan. Clearly for a long time, all four years. Yeah, all right, Daniel. Uh, Eels? It's a very tinkle eels. You two Parramatta oh, supporters. Oh, Pete, oh. who do you go for in the NRL? Eels, um, nobody. Nobody? Well, well You have to pick a team for me again. Newest team is the Titans, so they're already taken. So, uh, the Broncos, everyone hates the Broncos. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a Shark supporter, so I'm happy to, you know, represent the Sharks. You know, we've never won it. We're like Fremantle, never won a premiership, but no, well. Uh, but look, thank you everyone, all thank three you of you in the studio. Guys. Congratulations to you, Tim, Adam, runner-up, bad luck, and Danielle, bad luck as well. Ooh. To everyone who competed in the sledge, we thank you. We've got so much more to come for the rest of today, but we will also have Pete singing him. The Sledge will be back next year. Don't worry about that. Good memories. We, we really should create the Sledge on the Edge again, but I don't know how that would work. But uh, maybe we'll work something out. Watch this space. So she can't reach. She can't reach. Um, oh, we, you said it again. That's I did start awkward. it again. That's super awkward. Uh, we love doing quizzes on this show, apparently. It's we do. Mallory, Am I, I think. Uh, well, do you, <laughs> mine are a lot better than your quizzes. But uh, what did you discover this week? Mallory Googled quiz for Ben. Yeah. So there's a show called Ben 10, which I don't know anything about. So we're not doing that one. We're doing a Benjamin Franklin quiz. Yay. Um, I love him. Okay. Are you ready? What did There's he 10 do? questions. Did he invent the light bulb or something? No, that was Thomas Edison. What did Benjamin Franklin <laughs> do? That's, hopefully that question is on the quiz and we'll find out. Okay. Wasn't he a president? I think so. Okay. What year was Benjamin Franklin born? 1996. That is not one of the options. What are the options? 1706, 1806, or 1906? 19, no, no, 1806. 1906. 1806. Decide. 1806. Submit. Oh, she's got to submit it? This is going to be a while. <laughs> which of the following is a true What's statement? What's the correct answer? I found it didn't tell me. Oh. Which of the following is a true statement about Benjamin Franklin? A boot. A, he fought in World War One. B, he signed the Declaration of Independence. C, he was the 15th President of the United States. He signed the Declaration of Independence, did he not? Is he one of the heads? Um, of... He had a head. The... No, 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 you know the stone heads? <laughs> oh, uh, Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Uh, isn't that George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, 
Uh, isn't there a Roosevelt on there? And I don't know, probably Donald Trump. I, I really don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin was many things in his life. What was one of his occupations? A, writer, B, scientist, C, inventor, or D, all of the above? D, all of the above. Whenever there's an all of the above, it's always all of the above. Choose D. D. There we go. I was trying. Submit. Mm-hmm. How many siblings did Franklin have? 22. Zero, three, eight, or 17? 17. I, 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 I like know nothing about Benjamin Franklin. So he has a good name. And then a second name, which used to be a turtle. <laughs> what did Franklin do that led some theories related to electricity? Ate a carrot. He flew a kite in a storm. He invented the light switch. He read many books about electrical outlets. Didn't he fly a kite in a storm? Wasn't that sure. him? Submit. Or wasn't that Thomas Edison? Oh, I don't know. Really? That was the same I submitted thing. it. Which of the following did Franklin invent? A. Airplane. B. Car. C. Coffee maker. D. Lightning rod. Lightning rod. Submit. What about the iPod? True or false? Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. He invented bifocal glasses. True. Bifocal glasses. True. Submit. Which you're wearing right now. No. What are you wearing? Just normal glasses. What's the difference between bifocal and normal? Bifocal glasses have, like, part of it that's a different prescription. So, it's when you can't see far away, but you also can't see near. So, basically, your reading glasses are, (laughs) like, built into your normal glasses. Because basically, you're blind. All right. Franklin helped write the Declaration of Independence. What else did he help write? You gave me the answer to a previous answer. (laughs) I can't go back to that answer. Well, I was right so. on that one, so. Constitution of the United States, Pledge of Allegiance, or the Star-Spangled Banner? The Pledge of Allegiance, which they actually do in schools. In school. I've, in I've been to a uh, school in America, and they actually do that. It was kind of weird, but it was interesting at the same time. Do you pledge your allegiance to the maple leaf? No. I solemnly swear to extract no. maple from a tree and make no. beautiful syrup. No. no? Okay. Which newspaper did Franklin publish? The, the Mercury. Tribune, Pennsylvania Gazette, New York Times, or none of the above? None of the above. I actually really don't know. Submit. Uh-oh, I submitted the wrong one. Oh. <laughs> How Franklin many of these questions died? are left? This is the last one. In 1790. What case? <laughs> Which means he was not born in 1806. Oh, well, I mean, he could have, like, been special. <laughs> Well, if he declared the Declaration of Independence was like before, like seventeen, in what state did he die? Pennsylvania, New York, or Massachusetts? Pennsylvania. I actually don't know if that's Choose. true. Submit. What did I get? What did I get? Be patient. The internet Never. is loading. Never. Very slowly. Never. Load faster. Uh, this is live podcasting. Both our listeners are waiting. Seven. Seven. Oh, no, I'm smart. What did I get wrong? Uh, when he was born, clearly. Yep. <laughs> when he was born, you got... Microphone to the mouth. It is. <laughs> you got... Yep, waiting. The... Which thing did he help write? Aww. It was the Constitution, not Aww. the Pledge of Allegiance. And then you got the which newspaper one. Oh. Which wrong. I said none of the above. That wasn't the right answer. The right answer was the Pennsylvania Gazette, where he died. All right. Now, this isn't the quiz I want you to do, because I've got two <laughs> ones. But I've, I literally Googled quiz for Mallory. Oh, no. And I've gotten a quiz here, the Mallory vs. Max quiz. 
in what context this is to anything, I have no idea. There's five <laughs> questions. Let's see how you do. What was Mallory's club's name? Dogs and cats fight together. The Sisters the against brothers getting dogs. Dogs and cats are my pets. Dogs chase cats. Can you repeat the question and the answer? The, the question, question is, what was Mallory's club name? Was it dogs and cats fight together? Sisters against brothers getting dogs. Dogs and cats are my pets. Dogs chase cats. B. Uh, okay. Uh, Mallory tries to avoid getting a dog by doing what? Making a club. Scrapbook day. Going out for lunch. Going bowling. Going to visit her grandparents. The grandparents. All right. Let's see. Okay. What? What's Max's dog's name? Brownie, Chimp, Cupcake, or Champ? I want it to be Chimp just because it's really All right, funny. we put in Chimp. When Mallory takes the dog to school, he, Mallory's a he, it jumps all over the place, it bites the teacher, it pees, it runs away. <laughs> oh, those were the options. Yes. Can you read the options again? It jumps all over the place, it bites the teacher, it pees, it runs away. It runs away. Alrighty. And where does the dog run away to? Well, it just oh, gave you the me. answer. Ice cream shop, the garage, around the corner, the wish pond. The ice cream. Doggy Alrighty. wants the ice cream. Um, before you submit the quiz, would you like to go back and check your answers? Only the quiz score from the first time you took this no. quiz will be recorded. Okay, right, submit. You got... One out of five! Oh, wow. See correct answers. It was the... Um, it won't let me see the correct answers unless I sign up to Goodreads. Anyway, okay, so <laughs> we're going to give you two quizzes here. One, I don't know how long it goes for, but one is it got 12 questions, or 18 questions, all right? These are 18 questions that are almost impossible to answer. Okay. Let's stop doing that with the microphone. All right. Number one. Would you rather live one 1,000-year life or 10 100-year lives? 10. 100-year lives? Okay. 100-year lives. Would you rather have legs as long as your fingers or fingers as long as your legs? Um. <laughs> I can see you walking around a little leg. None of the above. You have to choose one of them. Why they're impossible. Legs as long as my fingers. Legs as long as your fingers. That would be an interesting image. Would you rather be illiterate but have the power to read minds or just have the ability to read? Read. I'd want to read minds. Would you rather eat chocolate flavoured poop or eat poop flavoured chocolate? Is that a real question? Yes. I would rather eat chocolate flavoured poop. Correct answer. You're on a desert island with a beautiful woman or man. Would you rather they are top half fish or they are bottom half fish? (laughs) (laughs) One half fish. No, you've got to choose top or bottom half fish. Um. (laughs) Bottom half fish. Really? I would top half. Because, like, bottom half, like, fair enough, there's fun stuff going on down there, but, like, you've then got a fish that's just going to sit there and go, blob, blob, blob. At least if it's top half, like, it's attractive and you can do other things. Wait, with... what? Like, what are you thinking of here? The bottom half of it is a fish? Yeah. And the top half is human? Yeah. 
Did you say top half fish? No, I said bottom half fish. I think you said bottom half. Oh, okay, never mind. I'm defending <laughs> something that doesn't need to be defended. Would you I agree? Would you rather be four foot five or seven foot seven? Four foot five. Why? Wow, you want to be tall. That's only a foot shorter than me. <laughs> Would you rather be able to run at 100 miles per hour or fly at 10 miles per hour? Fly. Yeah, that's true. Although, 100 miles an hour, you'd win an Olympic gold medal. you just go to the Olympics and you'd win a... Would you rather sweat mayo or have to poop a softball? <laughs> you have to sweat mayonnaise or poop a softball? Sweat mayonnaise. No, I'd rather poop a softball. It's only once. It's done. Sweat mayonnaise. You'd stink. I'd want to lick your face all the time. Would you rather have a dragon or be a dragon? Have a dragon. Would you rather be sexually attracted to fruit or have Cheetos dust permanently stuck on your fingers? Cheetos dust because then you just lick your fingers and yum. Yeah, but at least if you're sexually attracted to fruit, you'd get lucky all the time. Would you rather... I mean, the fruit can't say no. Uh, hashtag <laughs> fruit rape. <laughs> wow, that, that didn't sound wrong at all, Ben. A fruit can't say no. Would you... <laughs> hashtag me too on fruit. Would you rather... <laughs> Why Why are you with me? Hello, Veronica, if you're listening. Well, would, would you rather never have to worry about money or live in a world with Pokemon? Never have to worry about money. Would you rather speak any language fluently or be able to talk to animals? I want to talk to my kitty cat. Would you rather... <laughs> would you rather fart popcorn... Or have your past and future web browsing history available to everyone? Fart popcorn, because then you could eat it. Wow. Um, <laughs> I'm never eating popcorn with you again. Would you rather... <laughs> this question is hilarious. Give me the popcorn, there's nothing wrong with it. Okay, I had a book, which... What, are we, what happened to that 500 Impossible Questions book that I bought? I can't remember what it is. Anyway, this might be the funniest question I've ever asked in my entire career. Would you rather have a vagina on your forehead or have a row of penises down your back like a stegosaurus? <laughs> None of the above. You have to choose one. None of the above. Yeah, have to choose one. I feel like you could hide the row of penises better. Yeah, plus you can make friends with that one. Uh, would you rather have a bell go off every single time you are aroused or feel a sharp pain inside every single time someone says your name. Have a bell go off. Jeez, it's going to get loud in here. Would you rather only be able to whisper or only be able to shout? Only be able to whisper. Would you rather have sex with a goat and no one knows you did it, or not have sex with a goat but everyone thinks you did? <laughs> such an obvious answer. Not have sex with the goat? Oh, no, you'd have sex with the goat! Because <laughs> you would walk around and literally every person on the planet is like, oh, there's the goat fucker. And but you'd be like, I didn't do it! <laughs> Alright, this is the one where I hope your mother is no longer listening. Would you rather... You have to answer this one. I don't 
like this game. Would you rather watch your parents have sex every day nope. of your life or nope. join in once and stop it? No. <laughs> no. I refuse to answer. I don't even want to think about that. Moving on. Wow. Hello, Veronica. All right. So uh, we're now going to... This is a similar one, but I don't think there's a quite out... Landishly. That was thanks to BuzzFeed, by the way. So you can thank BuzzFeed for thanks, that. Thanks, BuzzFeed. Would you rather always be 10 minutes late or always be 20 minutes early? I'm always 10 minutes late. That's not even a real <laughs> question. That's just my life. Would you rather lose all of your money and valuables or all of the pictures you have ever taken? Oh, my money. Would you rather be able to see 10 minutes into your own future or 10 minutes into the future of anyone but yourself? Like, all the time or, like, one time? I'm going to say all the time, maybe. Mm, probably my future. Would you rather be famous when you are alive and forgotten when you die or unknown when you are alive but famous when you are died? When you, when you die? Depends on what I'm famous for. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's not part I'd of the question. I'd rather be famous when I die. Would you rather go to jail for four years for something you didn't do or get away with something horrible you did but always live in fear of being caught? Go to jail. Uh, would you rather accidentally be responsible for the death of a child or accidentally be responsible for the deaths of three adults? I feel like the right... No, I don't know. Is Can the you... child. Uh, would, you... <laughs> would you rather your shirts be always two sizes too big or one size too small? Two sizes too big. Would you rather live in the wilderness far from civilization or live on the streets of a city as a homeless person? Far from civilization. Microphone to the mouth. Would you far rather... Far from civilization. That is a very weird voice. Would Hello. You... <laughs> Can you just speak like that forever? Hello. Would you rather the general public think you are a horrible person but your family be very proud of you or your family think you are a horrible person but the general public be very proud of you? Um... I would like... <laughs> I can't do it for more than, like, two words. Um, the general public to think I'm a horrible person. Would you rather live your entire life in a virtual reality where all your wishes are granted or in the real world? The real world? <laughs> what? Would you rather be alone for the rest of your life or always be surrounded by annoying people? Well, you've already like got... That's a good question. <laughs> you kind of got some of that already uh, fulfilled right now, don't you? Stop tickling my feet. <laughs> um, probably alone. Wow. Would you rather <laughs> never use social media sites, apps again, or never watch another movie TV show? Never use social media. Would you rather have an easy job working for someone else or work for yourself but work incredibly hard? Depends on what I'm doing. Well, that's not part of the question now, is it? Probably work for someone else. Would you rather be the first person to explore a planet or be the inventor of a drug that cures a deadly disease? Drug. I'd do the planet. Would you rather have a horrible short-term memory or a horrible long-term memory? Well, you have a horrible long-term memory, I think, anyway. <laughs> I have you can both. Memory, um, would you rather be completely invisible for one day or be able to fly for one day? Invisible. Would you rather be locked in a room that is constantly dark for a week or a room that is constantly bright for a week? I went to Alaska, so I've already lived that one. Yeah. Um, probably light. Would you rather be poor but help people or become incredibly rich by hurting people? Poor and help people. Hmm, don't ask me that one. Would you rather live without <laughs> the... terrible. Well, the French. Uh, would you rather live without the internet... <laughs> 
Yeah, right. They're not people. Would you rather live without the internet or live without AC and heating? I'd rather live without the internet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would you rather have a horrible job but be able to retire comfortably in 10 years or have your dream job but have to work until the day you die? Dream job. Would you rather find your true love or a suitcase with $5 million inside? Mallory. <laughs> true love. Correct answer. Would you rather be able to teleport anywhere or be able to read minds? Teleportation is cool. Mm, yes, I'd agree with that. Would you rather die in 20 years with no regrets or die in 50 years with many regrets? No regrets. Would you rather be feared by all or loved by all? Loved. Would you rather know when you were going to die or how you were going to die? Neither. Well, it says you can't change the <laughs> time or method of your death. Ooh, that's freaky. So basically, either or, you can't change it. Um, probably when. Yeah, I think when, because it, it was how, and say like they were like, you are going to drown. Like, you would never go swimming again. Yeah. Or you're going to get hit by a car. I'm never crossing the street again. Like, at least if you knew when. You could just, like, live life until yeah. then. Yeah, and you can't change it. So if they're like, you're going to die in a week, well, fuck it. I'm going to go do whatever. You're going to die in 50 years. Well, you know, yeah. Uh, would you rather be transported permanently 500 years into the future or 500 years into the past? Into the past. I would do past, and then you would research the shit out of it and then like know everything and then make yourself rich off it so like you know you would invent like what got invented 500 years ago i don't know like the the, the horse you'd invent the horse or something like that would you rather you horse? <laughs> i don't know <laughs> the horse is an animal Shh. would you rather <laughs> never be able to use a touch screen <laughs> Well, you know what I mean? You'd, you'd, invent, you'd invent something that was used 500 years ago. What was invented 500 years ago? The horse. You would invent... You would invent something that was needed and you would be rich. Like Thomas Edison in all invented the light bulb. The horse. You would work out how they did it so you'd invent the light bulb. Work out how to make a horse. Shut up. Would you... <laughs> Would you rather never be able to use a touch screen or never be able... <laughs> We've lost her. I don't think we're getting a back here. <laughs> She's literally crying right now. <laughs> I don't even know what she's laughing at anymore. The horse. The horse. I don't even know what she's laughing at anymore. <laughs> We've lost her. We've lost her. Sure, you need a moment. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're gonna. <laughs> 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 
I've ever had. Anyone laugh as much on this show as we literally have one. Anything else you want to ask? <laughs> he realized the horse is an animal. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it had to get invented at some point, didn't it? Like, who invented the horse? <laughs> well, some people would argue it's um, evolution, but... Okay, then. Hypothetically, God invented the horse. So God's sitting around one day. I don't know. What am I going to invent today? Four-legged animal. People can ride it. The horse. Boom. There we go. On the eighth day, God created horse. (laughs) She's she's just... (laughs) Would you like any more questions? Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, are you sure? I thought we were done for the moment. I thought there was no way from recovering from that. Um... Okay. Would you rather never be able to use a touch screen or never be able to use a keyboard and mouse? <laughs> never be able to ride a horse. Because <laughs> no one would you, would you Would you rather be able to control fire or water? <laughs> We've lost her again, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I really don't know <laughs> how we're ever going to recover from this right now. <laughs> I've never made someone laugh this much before in my life. <laughs> okay, let's go on an interview walk and go. Tiffany. What are, what are we doing? <laughs> Talking to her about the invention of the horse. <laughs> you realize how much we're going to move this equipment? <coughs> it's slightly difficult. <laughs> Next episode on the prank. <laughs> I think we're done for the questions right now. Um, did you enjoy I'm those questions? I'm crying so much. Did, did you enjoy those questions? <laughs> oh, God. Here she goes again. <laughs> Yep. I, I, I don't know how to get her back into line. Oh, she's dying. She's, she's choking, choking a little. <laughs> um, yep, we're good? Yeah. Yep. Do you want to yep. close this segment out and we'll come back and wrap it up? Thank you for listening to the quiz section. Sorry for laughing forever. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> Let's move on. Time for everybody's favorite section of the show. It's that time of the week to play everybody's favorite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. Forget the Lyrics, and sadly, these aren't new ones like they were last week, but uh, they were good ones last week. We'll have to get Josh to do that again, but we're going back in time to three different years, 2012, 2015, and 2009 with these ones. First of all, we're going to go back to 2012. It's myself singing to Hey Mickey. Oh, misogyny, you're so bad, you're so bad, we don't like it. Misogyny, misogyny. Women need rights now, they really, really do. Men are stupid, they're stupid. Julia sticks up for the women in Australia. In Australia. (laughs) Misogyny, you suck, we want to get rid of you, yes. 
we do now? Hey! How did that work? <laughs> uh, I was going to say Tony Basil's rolling in a grave, but she's probably all well and alive. Hi, Tony! Hey, misogyny! It's been around so long, we don't really like it. When Julia brings it up, we take notice of it more. Tony Abbott looked really, really shocked misogyny. Into the world it goes, brought up. Everyone took notice of it, including Luxembourg. They really thought about it. They changed it in the dictionary. Misogyny! Misogyny, you're really bad, we don't like you. Make women do some rights and not do a poo. They deserve lots of things, including lots of stamps. They go to the post office now, and they buy postage stamps. Apparently, stamps, yes. They like to post letters, they do it all the time. Women like to drive cars and even drink some lime. They make sure they want to go to work today, yes. <laughs> when you go to Parliament, Julia stands up. She says, Tony, you're sexist. Stop doing that, naughty, because you're Tony Abbott and you are misogynist. <laughs> One more. Tony Abbott, you are bad. You need to work out stuff to sing about in this Forget the Lyrics segment. Kevin told me to sing about misogyny and now I lost the track of the song. It's time to press that button and pretend to sing along. <laughs> yep. And speaking of Hey, uh, back in 2015, I sung to Hey Ya by Outcast. Let's see how that turned out. One, two, three, oh! There is a movie series that is about lots of walking around. When it comes down to it, it really is quite poo, and that is not what I want to say. I wanted to say another word there, but it is too early, so I'll move along. Just like they don't on Lord of the Rings, cause it is so bloody long. Like a tree. Yep. Oh, it's moving. Oh, it's attacking something. Oh, yeah, no, they're back to walking. Oh, we're in the second one now. Oh, no, wait, no, it's the second part of the first quarter of walking. You think they're gonna deliver that ring and destroy it in the mountain at the end of the movie? But wait, no, we've got another eight hours to go And that's only still of the Fellowship of the Ring Watch it extended on Blu-ray Add another, add another, add another, add another, add another 30 hours, oh wait now, here comes the Hobbit So now we've got more bleeping movies to stupidly watch <laughs> Walking Walking. Oh, yes. Frodo. You just want to deliver the ring. Just hurry up. Got more movies to watch. Don't want to see your ring. No. I want to see it end. It's that simple. 
Yes. I'm, I'm really just being honest. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm totally being honest. Oh, all right now. All right, you Frodo's. Now, what's more boring than walking? All right, well, ice cold, whatever. Um, I can't hear you. I said, what's more boring than walking? Oh, shut up, 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 shut up. Okay, so now all you archer things. Yeah. That sounds like a land of bloom. Uh, what, what's more idiotic than watching this movie? Yeah. <laughs> now don't make this really do more so. Okay, let's all sing along in the studio when it comes to walking, walk, walking, walking, walk, walking. We're walking, we're walking. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, Lord of the Rings. They're still walking. They're shaking it like a Polaroid picture, really, but that's you ignore that. It's walking. None of these people in the studio are getting hurt. Now all your Frodo's and Darth Vader's. What's wrong, movie? But it's better because George Lucas can wrap it all up in three succinct movies, and then another three, and then now another one's coming along. But Disney bought it out. But whatever, we don't talk about that because all they're doing is walking. 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 And, well, you're sick of hearing me sing, so why not get Josh singing again? Back in 2009, he sang to a little song called Higher. Turn it up. You turn it up. Your face turns it up. Uh, I want it up. It's up. That's better. When trying to go to another place in Australia. And people there trying to get through security. I don't want to get stopped because I've got to go to Lulu. There's a fear that somebody's going to take drugs to Melbourne and they think it's me. It's Ben. And Ben gets stopped. He's going to stay there. He's getting swiped. Oh. And then he says, You evil person. Watch where you swipe that thing. Yeah. Very good cheer. Woo! There's the audience. Well done. And sadly, no one hired us after those to perform any other songs. <laughs> It's that time of the show where we get everybody's favourite second Canadian on the brink. It's Colin Hilding. Hello, Colin. Welcome back. Thank you for having me back second, because I'm guessing Mallory's already been on once earlier in this episode. Yeah, there was something about me discovering a horse or something. I don't know. You were there earlier. <laughs> um, yes, it's it's a pleasure to have you back. There's big news for Canada during the week, because uh, the World Cup started and Canada got not excited at all because you can't qualify for the World Cup except in eight years' time because, guess what? Canada are going to host the, well, co-host the World Cup. How excited is Canada right now? Uh, you know, considering it's not a sport that 
people follow outside of the World Cup, really. I mean, it, there seems to be a lot of people talking about it, especially, um, uh, you know, I guess with the World Cup coming up already, it's getting more people interested in watching what's already on TV. But I got to be honest, the majority of people's reply seems to be, do we even have a team that we can put up <laughs> next time? <laughs> well, it's... I guess it's a little bit different with women's because, you know, Canada has a presence with, you know, women's soccer and uh, even in the Olympics. But, like, I don't know if anybody's ever seen a man on a soccer field in Canada. <laughs> well, you hosted the last Women's World Cup, didn't you, in 2015? Mm-hmm. But um, It was here in Winnipeg, even. Well, the, the thing with this bid is that it's obviously co-hosted with the US and Mexico, but they're expanding the World Cup in 2026 to have 48 teams rather than 32 teams. So there's going to be a total of 80 games. So you think like, oh yeah, fair spread. You know, maybe Canada will get like a third of those games. Uh, maybe Mexico will get a third of those games. No, uh, Canada gets 10 <laughs> games. Mexico gets 10 games and the US gets 60 games. So there is that. But the, the most interesting thing I find about this, cause I was excited cause it's like, yay, Canada, cause you have qualified for the World Cup once. I think we've talked about it before. It was in 1986. You lost all of your games. That was it. Um, so it's kind of like, well, this will automatically mean Canada gets to go to the World Cup again. Apparently it's not quite guaranteed yet because FIFA, FIFA has to have another vote to say whether or not all three teams will automatically qualify for the World Cup. So there you go. You might even have to qualify for your home World Cup. Which we know we're not going to do. So <laughs> can they just make the decision now and say Canada's out? I, I mean, I think it would be very harsh if they said no, because, I mean, there's no way that they're not going to allow the US to qualify. There's no way they're not going to allow Mexico not to qualify, even though, you know, both teams would anyway. So on the upside, if they just say, well, we're going to let Mexico and US qualify, Canada, you've got to fend for yourselves, they kind of would take out the two toughest teams in the uh, division, so you might be in with a chance then. But at the same time, I mean, the whole idea about, you know, you get to automatically qualify as the host nation, considering two of the other ones are already qualifying, I mean, it's not like you have to throw a bone to three teams here. (laughs) You only have to throw a bone to one. Yeah. It's true. I mean, just make Canada qualify and let USA make... I mean, USA didn't qualify for this World Cup that's on it right now, so who knows, but the... The three, because I was reading about this before this was accepted, and cities had to put in bids to host games. And basically, the 10 games that Canada will host are only going to be in three cities. So Montreal, Toronto, and Edmonton. Uh, Like, no Vancouver, no Calgary. Let's give it to Edmonton. Uh, I mean, am I missing something here? I would assume that, you know, Calgary and Vancouver would get the the nod over, over Edmonton. Well, I mean, do the cities have to put in a bid themselves? Because I know Calgary's very tied up trying to get the Olympics back again, which would make sense why it would be Edmonton. I would also think, though, that they try to, you know, space it out a little bit more. I mean, you got Toronto and Montreal in driving distance from each other. Like, why not, you know, Vancouver, Edmonton, and then Toronto or something like that? I, I think I did was reading about this. Um, there is, I'm trying to find here what the other cities were that did kind of, yeah, because it was sort of like a bid process. Uh, oh, okay. So venues, uh, where are we here? This is great podcasting. Venues not selected. Oh, Vancouver. Sorry. Okay. Let's start again. Venues excluded since the start of the bidding process. I'm going to go over the Canadian ones here. Vancouver was excluded after, um, no, voluntary dropped out during the application, application process. So bye bye, Vancouver. 
Uh, then venue submitted bid, but not selected as potential venues. Ottawa, uh, with their stadium, TD Place. Uh, Regina apparently has a 33,000-seat stadium, the Mosaic mm-hmm. Stadium. Uh, so that was basically it. But then we had venues contacted but did not submit a bid. Calgary, McMahon Stadium, didn't go through with it. Montreal had another stadium which didn't go into it. And Toronto had another stadium which didn't go into it. So, uh, obviously, Winnipeg clearly not on the agenda for the World Cup to have a stadium. So, the three stadiums will be Olympic Stadium in Montreal. Uh, I've been to that stadium. I haven't seen the sport, but I walked in it and did a tour of it. Um, the Commonwealth Stadium in Edmonton, which apparently fits 56,000 people. And BMO Field in Toronto, uh, which they're going to add an extra 15,000 seats to it, which is the home of the, uh, the Toronto FC, I believe. So, um, I mean, exciting times to go to Edmonton in eight years. <laughs> it's, it's probably going to be easier for me to go to Edmonton than it would be to go to Toronto or Montreal. Right. Um, well, not that I would go, but <laughs> is there any excuse to go to Edmonton? I mean, I mean, they got a mall there, I hear. <laughs> is it oil there, or is that just one of these, you know, teams that don't really have oil there? Well, there, there are oilers. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what I know for sure. Uh, so, well, that's happening. Have you been watching any of the World Cup? Is it on DAZN at all that you've seen, or? <laughs> Uh, no, but they do have it on CTV, which is like the biggest national network. They're, they're basically playing two games in a row. So I, maybe because of this, they're trying to get people's interest up. Because I think past World Cups, I remember seeing it like on uh, like our sports channels, like TSN. But now they've got it on like network TV, which is a big deal. So I, I've really only watched bits and pieces because, you know, I have a life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have like six hours dedicated to it, but... Um, yeah, no, it, it's all over the TV here, and uh, I still don't know who to cheer for, so I'm picking Uruguay, as I said last week. Well, I was going to say, uh, I mean, if you're getting two games a day, you're getting more on our TV than we are, because there's this controversy at the moment with the rights, how they've done it here, and uh, basically they've sold it off to an internet streaming company. Um, which has just been delivering terrible coverage. So there's kind of like that. the zone. Well, possibly, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, but I, I think the zone probably has better coverage because they've got a cool <laughs> name. Um, but the bad news is, is that Australia lost to France, which is, you know, expected. We lost by one goal, but you know, the French cheated a lot because they're French. Um, but you had something to talk about cricket because I actually think I saw. Uh, maybe this is related to it. I don't know. I think I saw DAZN posting on Twitter that they've gotten rights to some cricket. Is that what you are mentioning here? Or is that something different? No, well, uh, there's a, a channel. I don't know if it's the same everywhere, but like our cable uh, system here, MTS, they have a couple, maybe a handful of channels that are free preview every single month. So for a month, you can watch one channel just to kind of get interested into it. And there's one channel. I have no idea what the channel is. I just know that they keep showing cricket on there again twice a day. So I don't know if there's some massive cricket tournament going on right now or if these are reruns from like 2017 or something. <laughs> but it's all over. And I've ever since uh, the movie Million Dollar Arm came out years ago, I wanted to try and watch cricket. And I can never find it because it's not on TV or anything. But since there's free preview on, I'm like, I'll record it. I know you talk about cricket. We talked about it off air last week as well, you know, with so many of your, your cheaters coming here to Canada to play. <laughs> but 
I, I for the life of me, I'm like, I, I'm fascinated watching this game where you know a couple times a day I'm turning to it and Jamie's like, so are we gonna watch something? I'm like, I am watching something. It's cricket. <laughs> but then she's like, well, what what's the rules? I'm like, I don't know. I've watched six <laughs> hours in a row. I'm like, and I'm getting frustrated because I'm like, this would be so much easier if they would just post a score. Like, I, I'm getting very animated. And I'm like, oh, I just want to see a score. Like, who's winning? <laughs> Is this a normal thing in cricket that they, they throw the ball or whatever? They hit it with their little bat. Somebody catches it. And then we have no update as to whether that was a good thing or a bad thing. Well, the thing I find with cricket in explaining it to people who have not watched cricket is that I can show you a five-minute video on Australian rules football and I feel you get the basics. I can then yeah. get you to watch a game and you understand it. I've been in a car driving from Orlando to Miami, which is a three-hour car trip, trying to explain cricket, and I don't even feel I got the basics covered. Uh, it's it's literally a game that I think I need to be sitting next to you to explain. Mallory came to cricket with me. She's not a big fan of it. And I think... The difficult thing is when okay when you were watching this were they wearing white clothes or coloured clothes? It was white with giant KFC logos on the front, <laughs> which I thought was like the sponsor for that team. But then I realized both countries had KFC logos on their their jerseys. Now, now to be kind of politically incorrect here, but just bear with me: were the players white or not white? Uh, well, depending on which one you were watching, the one I saw was like Australia and England, so they were pretty white. Oh, okay, but they were wearing white clothes. Yes. So okay, so you were watching Test match cricket, which essentially goes for up to five days and can be incredibly boring. <laughs> um, whereas if you were wearing it, like if you, there's three types of cricket: there's Test match cricket, One Day cricket, and 2020 cricket. And if you watch 2020 cricket, the game's over in two hours and it's exciting. If you watch One Day cricket, it's over in a day and it can be exciting, but it's kind of the, the, you know, redheaded stepchild now. It's kind of, it was exciting at one day, but 2020's overtaken it now. And it's kind of like, well, why do we still do this version of it? And then test match is the traditional one, you know, the proper one. Only 12 countries in the world are allowed to play test match cricket, basically. Um, and it's very traditional and very proper, but it's also very boring unless you're really into it. I mean, I don't mind it. I'm not into it as much as I used to be when I was little, but essentially, you have two innings each. You've got to score the most runs. Um, that's kind of... Nobody runs, though. <laughs> well, it's it's like they run in between. Like, if you see the things that behind the batsman, it's like the three little sticks with the bales on the top. They're called wickets. There's mm-hmm. one at either end. You've got to run in between those, and that's a run. So each time you cross a path, it's one run each. So um, then you hit the ball. If the ball goes towards the, the end of the field, it's called the boundary. That's four runs. If you hit it over the rope or over the boundary into the crowd, it's worth six runs. I'm confusing myself right now, and I've watched this sport my whole life. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I get it now. Uh, <laughs> people should know we've been recording for five hours, and this is just edited together. <laughs> the, the thing that's also unique about cricket is that, like, you know, baseball, what, there's – three ways, two ways that you can get out, you can get caught or strike out, right? Or there's a maybe like yeah. two or three others. I think there's about ten ways in cricket you can get out. <laughs> I'm just trying to see here what the official number is. There are ten ways you can get out in cricket. I've just Googled this. Now, tell me all of these ones that you understand. You can get bowled, you can get caught, you can get leg before wicket, you can get run out, you can get stumped, you can retire, you can get timed out, you can handle the ball, you can hit the wicket, or you can obstruct the field. Now, how many of those did you understand? <laughs> uh, 
None of them, because I kept waiting for you to say not wearing white is one of the rules. <laughs> it's like a traditional thing that tests you wear white. Um, so th- there's like... Traditionally, there's eight countries that play it, but then they added Zimbabwe and Bangladesh in the last 20 years, and literally this year, Ireland and Afghanistan can now officially play Test Match Cricket uh, alongside, uh, if I can name these eight countries, Australia, New Zealand, England, West Indies, which are like all the Caribbean nations basically coming together to play, India, Pakistan, uh, Sri Lanka, and South Africa are your traditional eight countries. So... There you go. You're learning a lot right now, aren't you? <laughs> well, the biggest confusing thing for me is the size of these stadiums, which I don't mm. know if these are stadiums that are meant for a different sport or if they're built for cricket. Because you basically have everybody in about a 20-foot radius in the middle of a field that's about 600 kilometers wide. <laughs> <laughs> and the people in the stands are like, how do they see anything? Like, are Wait. they looking down there with binoculars? Like, he hit him with the wicket thicket. <laughs> I think that's an out. <laughs> you might, I mean, if you were watching maybe what I'm thinking of, so uh, the MCG, maybe it was in, because we had the, when Australia play England, it's called the Ashes. It's kind of like the biggest test match series you can get because you know we're just traditional you know they hate us we hate them um but they had it recently in our summer and uh you know one of our biggest sporting events every year is called the boxing day test so on Gen- on december 26th they will start and it's always at the mcg in melbourne and that's where they have the afl grand final you know it's our biggest sporting stadium fits hundred thousand people and the mcg stands for melbourne cricket ground so it's traditionally a cricket venue um, and that's what most venues in Australia are because we're unique in the fact that both our major sports, AFL and cricket, are played on an oval rather than a rectangular field. So that's where they, you know, these big stadiums essentially. And I mean, they don't, they look bigger on TV. When you're there, they don't look as, I mean, the MCG is bloody big, but like, you know, I've been in the nosebleeds at the MCG. It's not fun to see the Lance run around the ground when you're watching football, but, um, you know, it's an experience. If you ever come to Australia and you're here in summer, you've got to go to a cricket match. It's it's what you do. Oh, and again, I'm still watching it every <laughs> single day for like an hour a day and not understanding what's going on. Well, so hopefully, pe- keep it somehow so that when I'm there, when we come here later this year, <laughs> I will sit down on the couch with you for five hours for you to maybe understand <laughs> like a minute of it. Uh, because like 2020 is like, it's so much, if you understood 2020, I could explain to you 2020 watching it pretty quickly. And then you just expand on that for test match cricket, which goes for five freaking days, um, which in the old days, it could go unlimited. You could go for as long as until the game is over. <laughs> so like some games went for like a week. Uh, oh, Wait, so that explains how players can get out by retiring. Because they just passed the age of being able to play by the time the game's over. They hit 65 and their healthcare kicks in. (laughs) The government uh, forcing you to, oh, but I can keep batting. It's like, no. (laughs) Off you pop. Um, Has has America declared war on Canada yet this week? I feel like it's some big thing that's still happening. Is it still much on the haterade of America versus Canada right now? Or has it all calmed down? Uh, no, it's basically the same as it was last week. But, I mean, Canadians have a short attention span, so if Trump stays out of the news for a day and a half, we'll forget. But, of course, that's not going to happen. I I literally just Googled Canada, and the first top story that comes up with is Judd Gregg. Oh, no, Canada. Uh, (laughs) Who's Judd Gregg? He works for a website called The Hill. Um... (laughs) 
Collins. It starts off with, you cannot beat good theatre. This is especially true when President Trump is involved, when it always good theatre. Um, and I don't even know what this I'm bored already. Let's <laughs> stop talking about trade. Well, <laughs> the three top stories when you Google Canada in Canada is Bellingham businesses hope looming Canada-U.S. trade war won't hurt bottom lines. Bellingham is like a city really close to the border in Washington. Uh, but then we have why Canada's tourism industry is finally heating up again, followed by Halifax military police officer pleads not guilty to sexual assault. Oh, well, so, thank God. It went from three out of three stories to one out of three. I, I love the fact that when you Google Canada, the first one comes up, Canada, Wikipedia, followed by top stories, followed by things to do in Canada, Vancouver, Banff, Toronto, Montreal. <laughs> Those are things to do? <laughs> it's not like visit the Rocky Mountains, you know, kiss a Mountie. It's, <laughs> it's literally like things to do in Canada, Vancouver. <laughs> Like, when you and Mallory are talking about, you know, when we get to Canada, I don't know, what should we do? She goes, oh, you should totally do Banff. Yeah. And it's like, oh, anything else? Oh, yeah, do Toronto while you're at it, too. If I click Canada Travel Guide, um, it's got things to do. Banff National Park, Jasper National Park, Stanley Park. I've been to Stanley Park. CN Tower. Uh, <laughs> popular trips. Seven days in Toronto, Niagara Falls, Ottawa, Quebec City. Eight days in Calgary, Banff. I love the saying Banff. Sounds like a um like a comic book like sound that you have in the comic strip things. Wow, um pow, <laughs> Actually, speaking of comics, let's completely change the subject because I was gonna tell you this off air, but I'm gonna say it on air because I'm excited for this. So I learned how to read apparently in the last couple of weeks. But <laughs> so like I went to the library because I joined <laughs> look at me, I'm joining libraries now. But um I typed in Jurassic Park and they've got, like, comics. Great. Awesome. So, th- I didn't know these existed, but they released, like, a series of comic, uh, you know, about, I don't know, eight years ago, kind of, like, side stories, continuations on Jurassic Park. And the one that I read is basically Lex and Tim have grown up, and Lex, like, is a celebrity and, like, runs all these environmental companies and everything and, you know, is trying to protect the world and grow organic food and shit. But Tim wants to continue his grandfather's legacy by redoing Jurassic Park and making it a herbivore-only park. Yes! <laughs> to which... Actually, this is this seriously, this comic book, I recommend getting it. It's called Jurassic Park Redemption. This actually would make a really good sequel. Um, so in order to get them ready, they actually grow them on this, like, farm in uh, Texas... But then there's, like, people manipulating him behind the scenes. You know, they're growing raptors and they're doing this. And basically, uh, they've got these, uh, um, what are they called? Carnivores. Thank you, Ben. Uh, that escape and start killing, like, cows and shit in Texas. And like, oh, what's going on? What's going on? And we find out that there's somebody manipulating, like, Tim's farm. And so you've got um, Dodson is back. He's in it. Woo's in this, but he's kind of not super evil, and Woo gets eaten in this version like he does in the book. But then they have, like, this mysterious shadowy figure, and they're all like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Long story short, it's revealed that this guy is, like, manipulating Tim because he wants revenge against Tim. It's Ludlow. He survived the attack (laughs) from the T-Rex, and he's, like, all deformed and in a wheelchair, and he's basically wanting revenge against Tim and his grandfather for ruining his life. So, like, this is legitimately a comic book. Um, it's actually kind of interesting. I kind of like it. And then Grant and Ellie show up for about five minutes because they're close with Lex and Tim. Um, but, yeah, I, I recommend getting it. It's actually kind of interesting. 
I do have to find that. Is it newer? Or is it uh, no? It's, I think it was released in about 2010. I think, um, and it's not it's not regarded as canon. Um, but there's another one which I've got. I haven't read yet, and it's um, Return to Jurassic Park, and it's Ellie and uh, Grant go back to the island for some reason. So uh, I don't know why. Uh, I'll tell you when I read it. <laughs> but I keep forgetting to tell you about that. It's like it's Ludlow, he's back. But they like they turn him into a real like villain now. Like you know, we listen to the Lost World on uh, the Oz Network. But uh, read it. See, Colin, I can read. <laughs> You're recommending books. Something has changed here. <laughs> yes. Can Can you tell me about the third issue that ties into the whole cricket thing, where Kelly <laughs> got kicked off the gymnastics team for being a cheater, so she was hired by the Canadian national team? Uh, she gets a cricket bat and destroys a raptor. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the weirdest thing is, is like the, the main guy, the instigator of this cheating thing. So Australia are having some one day matches against England at the moment. And they've, this network over here has hired him to be like a commentator. And so like everybody in Australia is like going off at this network. Like, you're not asking him questions about why he cheated. <laughs> Cause like he hasn't like answered it properly. Uh, so it's just this big like controversial thing. The, the two biggest news stories in Australia on the weekend was why didn't Channel 9 ask David Warner why he cheated and how much did the French cheat? In the World Cup game, because Australia, we can't lose. Australians, if we lose, we, we blame everything for it. It's not like, we did well, you know, we, we played our best. It's always like, no, they cheated, they did this, this is wrong, we were robbed. Like, that's Australia's <laughs> mentality. <laughs> yeah, as we mentioned, the same with Winnipeg for not winning the Stanley Cup. <laughs> Have they gotten over it yet, or...? Uh, it's funny, because I, I was just uh, out shopping over the weekend, and I saw... This uh, one business that still had on their sign, Go Jets Go. And I'm like, they just can't let go of it. Because <laughs> basically, like, within 24 hours, uh, all of, like, the Go Jets Go stuff, which was everywhere. Like, that's how big it was here. That there probably wasn't a single business that didn't have a Go Jets Go sign or even put, like, a Go Jets Go, you know, uh, animated thing, you know, on their, their display boards or whatever. And within 24 hours, it was just sort of gone. And then it was like, oh, we're proud of them for losing, even though we only lost because everybody else cheated. <laughs> it was a big billboard. They could fit a lot in there. Um, I, I liked all the footage of Ovechkin just getting absolutely slaughteredly drunk every five seconds drinking out of the uh, the cup. And I, I like the fact that the Capitals put a, a one-page ad in the Las Vegas uh, newspaper saying, like, you guys played well. Congratulations. Like that was, that was like a, it was, it wasn't done sarcastically. They actually meant it. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. I, and I did like the line when their victory page with a uh, victory parade in Washington where one of them was like, they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas except for the Stanley Cup. <laughs> like it, <laughs> they were so drunk. I don't think I've ever seen a sporting team that drunk after celebrating. I mean, Ovechkin's Russian, so you know he's going to be loaded. <laughs> Missing that tooth. Um, went on Jimmy Fallon, and Jimmy Fallon used his terrible interview skills to somehow get drunk of his own. On the st- that Stanley Cup has got to be pretty, you know, gross after a couple of days. I mean, I've touched that cup, but it didn't smell when I touched it. Like, they must wash that a lot. Yeah, was there a sticky film that was like attached to your fingers after you stroked it? The thing I think there was a there's a bit of a push from some of the Australian ice hockey fans that uh, you know each player gets a day with the cup. That's like a traditional thing, right? So there's a big push that they can get Nathan Walker to bring the Stanley Cup to Australia um, because you know, hey, we've got an Australian who's won the Stanley Cup. And 
is he planning to do that? I don't know. There's there's nothing been announced, but he he is coming to um Australia because we have that weird thing every year where we get the you know Canada versus USA ice hockey series where it's the C and D list mm-hmm. uh, NHL players and uh, Nathan Walker generally the last couple of years have at least come out and he plays for the USA bastard. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. Like uh, it's it's meant to be here in a couple of weeks. So who knows? But I think it would be. Fairly biggish news. When Wayne Gretzky came out here for a couple of years ago, that was actually made the news a little bit. Like, hey, he's Wayne Gretzky. Oh, look, like between hockey and cricket, you're just losing all of your athletes to Canada. <laughs> so eventually you'll have nothing left. It's all revenge for Dale Beg Smith. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Us Canadians are polite, but then all of a sudden, you took Dale. We will take all of it's- your players. A 12-year-long master plot from the Prime Minister of Canada <laughs> to steal all of your athletes as revenge for Dale Big Smith. Now, can I just ask quickly, you ran a marathon on the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Congratulations. Uh, was it a full marathon or was this like a half marathon? Well, they had a full marathon. I only did the half, which I'm thankful I did because 10 kilometers in, I had the most massive blisters on my feet, which I threatened to send you pictures of. No. <laughs> But yeah, that was a half that I ran, which is like 21 kilometers. And where did you finish out of how many people? I finished, I think, 532 out of just over 2,500. I was about to say, I finished 532 out of 25 people. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and you met the mayor. You look so happy meeting the mayor of Winnipeg. Is this a thing that people are proud to meet the mayor of a city in Canada? Well, I mean, we're a pretty big city, and, you know, the mayors, at least in, in Canadian cities, they get a lot of publicity. I mean, Rob Ford, right? <laughs> but, you know, we, we have a mayor who's not that bad. He's, he's you know, a classy guy. He's friendly, and he's Doesn't good with pop. public relations. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, um, it, it's funny because he's shown up at one other marathon I did before, which was a small – like, this was the Manitoba Marathon, which is, like, huge. It's actually a qualifier for the Boston Marathon. Uh, but he showed up at one of the smaller ones, which was just a charity one for, like, the, the fire department. And there he was just sort of there to kind of, like, be the grand marshal. All right, and the race is on or whatever. This one, you sort of cross the finish line. And I'm just wandering around. Like, it's on our big football stadium here. Uh, and I'm just wandering around. And all of a sudden, I just see this guy. I'm like, that kind of looks like, you know, the, the mayor on a very tiny man's body. I was <laughs> caught off guard by how small he was. Uh, but he wasn't like, he didn't have like an escort or anything. He was just sort of wandering around and it wasn't like you, you go through a lineup. It's like, Oh, look, it's the mayor. He's just water wandering around. And if somebody happened to notice me, he's like, Hey, how's it going? Shake your hand. And, uh, Oh, how was the race and everything? So it, it was interesting to see a mayor not really, you know, uh, acting like a mayor and just sort of like getting in with the people. So I thought it was pretty cool, but yes, very tiny man. Like you see him on TV, you don't, you don't get the perspective of, like, how small he is. I just find it fascinating. You tell I'm from, like, a small city when basically I know the mayor, like, as a... <laughs> you know, like, it's just like, oh, there's Christy. We know. But that's, like, the area I lived in. But, like, for the Hobart mayor, it was always funny when you try and get them on the radio because, you know, I could get the Premier of Tasmania on by essentially texting them, like, hey, Mr. Premier, would you like to come on the show? Maybe not that blase, but, you know, it was a pretty simple process to get the Premier on. Whereas, like, they always try to make the mayor, like, really proper and, like, you know, all this, they will be here on this date, here on this date. When I was working at the Mercury, 
uh, I was on like a Saturday afternoon shift and there was like a, some sort of vandalism attack at one of our buildings and we wanted to get a comment from the mayor, like condemning these little shits for breaking a window. So, you know, it's kind of like you go through the process, you got to ring up their media people and, you know, they're not answering. It's a Saturday, you know, they're probably off doing something. So somebody in the office was like, oh, I've got her number. Just, you know, here it is. Ring it. I'm like, can I do that? And like, yeah, just ring her up. So I ring up the mayor directly and I'm just like, oh, you know, hi, it's Ben from the mayor. Oh, how you doing? And I'm like, oh, good. You know, can you give me a comment? Oh, yeah, I don't really know too much about it. I'm just going to check on something and I'll call you back. And I'm like, oh, no, you're not. You won't call me back. <laughs> Five minutes later, she calls me back and gives you all these brilliant quotes and just is chatting to me for about 20 minutes. It's like, cool, thanks, mayor. <laughs> just like, hang up. So that's like, that's Hobart logic when it comes to talking to our, you know, prominent politicians. I mean, here it's a big deal. You know, you have to be on uh, the biggest field in the city, <laughs> finishing the biggest event of the year. There, your mayor is the guy who checked out your Jurassic Park comic books at the library for you. <laughs> Winning the Stanley Cup in Winnipeg and you're crossing a marathon. <laughs> oh, thanks, mayor. I'll return this in two weeks. Um... <laughs> Always a pleasure. Anything else you want to add before we close it off? Uh, I think this is a long segment for us for once. Oh, just uh, go Uruguay. Uh, tell me where Uruguay is <laughs> they, doing. Well, they, beat, they beat Egypt. one nothing. So. Yes. <laughs> there you go. I'm winning my pool. <laughs> yes. Go Uruguay. Well done. Uh, <laughs> we'll speak to you next time. Colin, thank you. Thank you. Welcome back. <laughs> We're back. And as you can see, nothing has changed. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing has changed. She's um, she's still uh, choking on herself. Um, this has been a fun episode, has it not? So good. So good. Yes. We talked about some. Talked to boot. Um, what's yeah. that word? That... Horse. No, 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 some soccer. Soccer. <coughs> Football. How do you say soccer? Football. 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 Soccer. Ah! So- <laughs> That's what you get when you talk about um, soccer. Yes. Also and- heard from the little kiwi bird. Yeah, the kiwi bird. Nick. Oh, Nick. <laughs> kiwi and bird. And was Joshua on this episode? No, Colin was. Oh, Colin. Oh, fellow Canadian. Yes. Good time. Why aren't you ever on the episode with Colin? Why can't we just have Canadian interviewing a Canadian? Yeah, we should do that. You should do that. that we'll would be- interview them about the invention of the <laughs> Anyway, um, yes, it was great to be here. Yes. Thank you again, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome for being on your show. It's it's a pleasure. Oh, yeah, I'm a co-host now. I'm to, to be on the brink. Um, what what would you go back 500 years and invent? <laughs> just just you Not know the horse. No, well then, what are you meant to ride on? Uh, the horse, which has already been invented and but, already exists. But what did horses look like 500 years ago? Normal horses. But there's evolution. Like, did, you know, humans didn't look the same. They had, like, they lived less. So they, you know, didn't get old. <laughs> so they were young. Less. So like 30 years old, I would be nearly dead 500 years ago. I'd be a senior citizen. You would. I would you be. old man. Yes, exactly. You would be past middle-aged. You know? True. You'd be, you'd be elderly. So True. Yeah. <laughs> True. You know that voice again? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Okay. My throat is a little bit sore from laughing. <laughs> Shall we wrap this show up then? Go yes. on. Give us all the usual uh, bits at the Please end. No, we don't have Instagram. like us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Twitter and... Yes. 
Like Ben on Instagram. <laughs> like Ben oh, on we Instagram. Should, you know what we should mention? Um, we should mention. The Brink Unleashed 9 trailer 2 came out today. It did. Which it's is very exciting. Yeah, did you like it? Did you, I did. Did you love it? Yep. I really enjoyed it. So the movie comes out next week. Are you excited? Did you like I'm it? Did you so love excited. It? Yeah. What are you more yeah. excited for? Jurassic World 2 Fallen Kingdom or The Brink Unleashed 9 Rejuvenation? There's a correct answer here. There is. There. <laughs> the answer that I want to give is Jurassic World, but I'm scared that's the wrong answer. The fact that you t- say Jurassic World makes me happy in areas which I shouldn't be happy in, so good answer. Um, I'm going to go back and invent the horse. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, <laughs> shall you close out by saying the I closing shall. line? Yes. Keep sucking those oranges, Hobart, and good night. Nay! Nee.